people of Earth and people of podcasting listening. Welcome to this week's At Home Midday Movie Madness. As always, a huge virtual high fives to all those dedicated medical workers on the front line. Happy birthday today to Barbara Montan, Johnny Depp, Donald Duck, James Newton Howard, Oscar winner Natalie Portman, who turns the big 4-0 today, actor Michael J. Fox, actress Mae Whitman. Today is the debut anniver- release anniversary for 2006's Cars, 2020's Think Like a Dog, 2000's Gone in 60 Seconds, the 2017 films It Comes a Night in ugh, The Mummy Reboot, and 2011 Super 8. A belated wedding anniversary to David Yates and his wife, Joan, Chris Pratt, and Catherine Schwarzenegger, who celebrated birthday, who celebrated wedding anniversaries yesterday. Ida Bailey, pop singer Bonnie Tyler, singer Nancy Sinatra, Larry Dilch, Kanye West, the late Joan Rivers, the late Jerry Stiller, TV actor Frank Grillo, and the late former First Lady Barbara Bush all had birthdays yesterday as well. It was also the debut anniversary for 1984's Gremlins and Ghostbusters, Justin Bieber's 2010 song Never Say Never, 2001 Swordfish, Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted, 2007 Surf's Up and Ocean's 13, The Nurse Jackie TV Show, the 2010 Pretty Little Liars TV show, Scott Carroll, TV actress Claire Holt, actor Shia LaBeouf, actor Joshua Jackson, TV show host Mehmet Oz, the late Gene Wilder, Hugh Laurie, the late singer and former Dream Street fan member Chris Trosdale, football player Joe Montana, TV actor Peter Dinklage, will all blow up birthday candles on Friday, June 11th. That day also marks the debut date for 2010's Winter's Bone, Austin Powers' The Spy Who Shagged Me, 2004's The Chronicles of Riddick, Garfield, Napoleon Dynamite, the 2010 Karate Kid remake, and something else that we will be talking about later on. Gail Dale, Kristen Phillips, Kelly Finn, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, Chris Evans, Tim Allen, Beyonce's twin, Sir and Rumi Carter, who turned four, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, reality show star Steve-O, Kat Dennings, all have birthdays st- June 13th. June 13th also marks the debut of two Hercules films, the first one being 1997's animated Disney film version, and then the live-action one with Dwayne Johnson that came out in 2014. 1962's Lolita, the 2011 Disney TV show Kicking It, How to Train Your Dragon 2, 2008's The Incredible Hulk, and 22 Jump Street. Happy early birthday to Liz Zebar. She celebrates her birthday on June 15th. Praise be, the box office is alive once again. New Line Cinema and Warner Brothers The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, the seventh Conjuring first film overall continued the recovery road for theaters, spooking a better than average 24 million domestically 
taking the box office crown from last week's A Quiet Place 2. The R-rated horror films performance is the most impressive since it's also available at no extra charge to HBO Max subscribers. It took in 26.8 million from 45 overseas markets for a weekend global total of 57.2 million dollars. Runner-up, A Quiet Place Part 2 spooked up 19.5 million in its second frame for a 10-day total domestic haul of 88.6 million. The horror thriller will become the quickest film to hit the 100 million bullseye in North America since the COVID-19 crisis began. Godzilla vs. Kong presently sits at 90 million over two months into its run. It earned another 19.2 million overseas from 14 markets for a global total of 138.6 million. Too bad for quite for the horror sequel losing the box office crown. Friday it was announced that A Quiet Place 3 has been set in stone from March 31st, 2023. Disney's Cruella placed third, making 11.2 million fur coats for domestic total of 43.7 million. The family-friendly film is doing solid business at the box office for title already available at home. It launched simultaneously in theaters and on Disney Plus Premier Access for an extra 30 bones. Like A Quiet Place Part 2, Cruella was announced Friday to have a sequel in development. Did you know that according to the Internet Movie Database, this is the second movie about the Brookfield murder that happened in 1981 after 1983's the Demon Murder Case. Speaking of horror films, Variety.com announced yesterday Hannibal and Star Trek Discovery creator Brian Fuller, who also was the mastermind behind cult TV 2000 hit series Wonderful and Pushing Daisies, is getting into the driver's seat for his feature directorial debut. Hill Helm, an adaption of Stephen King's Christine for Sony Pictures with Jason Bloom producing for Blumhouse. The web article stated the project is still in the early stages as Fuller writes the screenplay. King's novel is set in the late 1970s about a 17-year-old boy named Arnie who fixes up a 1958 Plymouth Fury that naturally is haunted by its previous not such a nice guy owner who names the car Christine. Arnie begins taking on the old owner's personality and appearance. The car seems to have it out for his best friend, new girlfriend, and anyone else getting in between Arnie and Christine. On the subject of Stephen King, his son, Joe Hill's story, Abraham's Boy, a semi-sequel to Dracula, is also getting the big screen treatment. Slashfilm.com reported last night T-Shop Productions, who are responsible for the shocktastic 47 Millimeters Down film movies, has brought on writer-director Natasha Kiermani, Lucky, to adapt Hill's story into a feature film. Deadline has the Abraham Boy scoop. In Joe Hill's story, we meet Max and Rudy Van Helsing, 
sons of the famous vampire hunter Abraham Van Helsing. While Dracula prevent, presented Van Helsing as a noble fighter against evil, Abraham's boys represents him as a violent, angry, downright abusive man who may or may not be completely crazy. As a result, his sons doubt his stories about vampires. For years, Rob Zombie, the mastermind behind the 2007 Halloween remake, The Devil's Rejects, House of a Thousand Corpses, and The Lords of Salem, has wanted to helm a monster, a monsters film. I mean, it has wished to helm a monsters film. Well, he's made good on his word. Slashfilm.com announced June 7th, while this may seem like a weird choice to some, Zombie is a full-fledged Munsters fanboy. His son Dragula references the car the Munsters on, and he even did a commentary track for a Blu-ray release of the film Monster Go Home. It's official. Rob Zombie is directing the Munsters. We know very little about the project, but Zombie confirmed the news on Instagram. Attention boils and ghouls. The rumors are true. My next film project will be the one I've been chasing for 20 years. The Munsters. Stay tuned for exciting details as things progress. The musician and filmmaker wrote, Now let's get away from the horror genre. Congratulations are in order for Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. The couple welcomed their little girl Lilibet Lily Diana Montebaden Winsler June 4th. Also, huge congrats to Meryl Streep's daughter, Grace Gummer. People.com announced yesterday that seven-time Grammy Award winner Mark Romson stated, I mean, Mark Romson confirmed the engagement on his The Fader Uncovered podcast. I got engaged last weekend, Romson said during the podcast episode with Tim Impala. The electricity musician said he and his now fiance shared their first kiss while listening to Tim Impala's debut album, Inner Speaker. There's a plaque for that somewhere. There's a first kiss. Very corny Hallmark first kiss plaque, he said. But no, it was forever. It will be etched. It's still my record. Also, E! Online revealed yesterday that 32-year-old WandaVision star Elizabeth Olsen, the younger sister of Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, announced very casually she married her longtime love pop singer Robbie Arnett, but she didn't provide any details. Congratulations. Taraji P. Henson will soon be getting ready for The Hard Knock Life. Today.com confirmed yesterday the former Empire star has been cast as Miss Hannigan in NBC's upcoming holiday production of Annie Live. Carol Burnett, who brought Miss Hannigan to life in the classic 1982 movie, is someone I have studied and idolized as far back as I can remember, Henson said in a statement. So when the opportunity came for me to join NBC and this incredible group of podcasters, I jumped. Carol, I hope I do you proud. A nationwide search for the titular orphan is going on right now. Annie Life will air on December 2nd on NBC. 
Speaking of musicals, TheRap.com announced yesterday the film adaption of Matilda. The West End stage musical based on the beloved Roald Dahl character will be released by Sony's TriStar Pictures in the UK and Ireland and released by Netflix to the rest of the world in December 2022. Matilda stars Emma Thompson, Lashana Lynch, and newcomer Alicia Weir as Matilda, and TriStar's handling the theatrical release set for December 2, 2022, while Netflix will release the film sometime later that December. Both the play and the Royal Doll book tell the story of an extraordinary young girl with a rich mind who uses her plucky and smarts to overcome a set of crude and distant parents and a mean school teacher. The book is Doll's most popular, selling 17 million copies worldwide, and the story was last adapted for the screen in 1996 that was directed by Danny DeVito and starred Mara Wilson as the title character. It's a bird! It's a plane! It's more stars joining Dwayne Johnson in the animated DC League of Super Pets. Recently, it was reported that Johnson would voice Crypto, Superman's canine companion, for the May 22, 2022 film. His second DC film of 2022, as Black Adams opens just a few months later. Theplaylist.com announced yesterday, according to Warner Brothers, The Rock is going to be joined by voice actors such as Kevin Hart, Kate McKinnon, Vanessa Bayer, Diego Luna, Natasha Leone, John Krasinski, and Keanu Reeves. Outside of Johnson's role as Crypto and Hart's role as Ace, Batman's dog sidekick in the comics books, the rest of the cast doesn't have specific roles attached to the announcement. But that doesn't mean there's a lack of super pets from the DC Comics universe that they can play. Now airing on Disney Plus is Tom Hiddleston's God of Mischief Loki with his Disney Plus show debut, Loki, also starring Gugu Mbatha-Ra, Rumi Mosaku, Owen Wilson, and Tara Strong. Set before the events of 2019's Avengers Endgame, an alternate universe of Loki is brought before the enigmatic Time Variance Authority, the TVA a bureaucratic organization that exists outside of space and time and monitors the timeline. The TVA, whose powers exceed his own or even the Infinity Stones, give him a chance. Help fix the timeline he kind of muffed up and stop a greater threat or face being erased from existence due to being a time variant. Loki ends up trapped in his own crime thriller, traveling through time and fixing human history. The time is now. Finally, Dancing to Theaters is the long-awaited adaption of In the Heights, coming to theaters and HBO Max for a month on June 11th. The musical drama stars the talents of Anthony Ramos, Corey Hawkins, Leslie Grace, Melissa Barrera, Jimmy Smith, Gregory Diaz IV, the late Doreen Montevallo, Olga Meredith, and Daphne Rugen Vega. Based on the stage musical by Quiera Algeria Huds and Lin Manuel Miranda, it's set in Washington Heights. The scent of Cafecito 
Kalene, that means hot black coffee, wafts in the air outside the 181st Street subway shop, where a kaleidoscope of dreams surrounds this vibrant and close-knit community. At the heart is the likable, captivating bodega owner, Yusnavi, who saves every penny as he imagines, hopes, and sings about having a better life. This isn't the first time Anthony Ramos has worked with Lin-Manuel Miranda. In fact, he originated the dual roles of Philip Hamilton and John Lawrence in Miranda's hit play musical, Hamilton. In filming for this movie, coincided with the shooting for Steven Spielberg's remake of West Side Story, with the two often filming just streets apart from each other. Director John M. Chu claimed that at one point, their sets were so close together, the catering truck for Spielberg's movie was in their shots. And at one point, Lin-Manuel Miranda, who had done a Spanish translation for the 2009 revival of West Side, snuck over their set and got a glimpse of the filming for the song Maria. Unfortunately, this is one of the final two films for the late Doreen Montevallo, who passed away before the film's release. Her final film will be West, the West Side Story remake. Oddly enough, there's another much-delayed film also seeing the light of day this weekend. The family film Peter Rabbit 2 The Runaway, starring the towns of Roseburn, David O'Yello, and Donald Gleason in live-action roles, and the voices of James Corden, Amy Horn, and Elizabeth Debicki in voiceover roles. V, her husband Thomas, and the rabbits and the other animals have created a makeshift family. Thomas helps V with her children's books based on the animals, which she wants to get published, but Peter doesn't like how the books show him. Despite his best efforts, Peter can't seem to shake his mischievous spirit. Adventuring in the big city to meet the big to be the book's publishers, Peter runs away and meets Barnabas, a rabbit who's an old friend of his father, and ends up creating a lot of chaos for his entire family. Did you know that much like Philip Deer from the first Peter Rabbit, Barnabas is a new character created just for the screen, who wasn't in any of Beatrix Potter's original books or any previous adaptions. Speaking of fictional rabbits, the new trailer for this summer's other famous rabbit starring film, Space Jam, A New Legacy, just dropped today. The film starring LeBron James, Lola Bunny, John Cheadle, Bugs Bunny, Granny, Daffy, Marvin the Martian, Tweety, Porky, Taz, and more gets ready to slam jam July 16th. Coming to theater to Netflix June 11th is the computer animated fantasy comedy Wish Dragon, with the voices of John Cho, Jimmy Wong, Constance Wu, Jimmy O Yang, and Aaron Yu. Director Chris Applehands brings his reimagined Genie in a Bottle story to life in Netflix's newest original family film. Din is a chi- Shanghai. College student with big dreams, but small means to make them happen. 
one day, he accidentally awakens long, a powerful but cynical wish-granting dragon. Together, they set off on a hilarious adventure through modern-day Shanghai in pursuit of Din's long-lost childhood friend, Lena. Their trek forces them to answer some of big, life's biggest questions, and they'll learn that when you can wish for anything, you have to really decide what matters. Speaking of Netflix, Variety.com confirmed yesterday that Tyler Perry's beloved Trigger Happy Medea is coming to the service for a new film. The website stated Perry will write, direct, and star in the film, donning Medea's dress, wig, and devil-may-care attitude one more time. Perry retired Mabel Medea Simmons in 2020 with a sold-out Medea's Farewell Tour, which was also filmed for BTE+. For BET+. Well, the character's final film appearance came in 2019's Amadeo Family Funeral, where Perry obstinately closed the casket on the character. Perry has been quietly developing the project since last fall. Dun, dun, da-da-da-da, dun-dun-da-da. Dun, dun, da, da, da. Sorry, I can't do the... Sorry, folks, I cannot really do the Raiders of the Lost Ark film. Harrison Ford's Henry Jones Jr., a.k.a. Indiana Jones, that famous leather jacket and fedora-wearing, snake-hating archaeologist, first entered theater jungles 36 years ago, June 12th. Raiders of the Lost Ark find Indy up against a group of Nazis, searching for the lost Ark of the Covenant. It stole 389.9 million in temple treasures and remains one of the highest grossing films ever. It was up for eight Academy Awards in 1982, including Best Picture and won four. Best Art Direction, Film Editing, Sound, Visual Effects, with a fifth Academy Award, a Special Achievement Award for Sound Effects Editing. The film's popular success led to three additional titles, 1984's Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones and the Temple and the Last Crusade in 2000, I mean in 1989, and 2008's Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Crystal Skull, plus the 1992-96 TV series The Young Indiana Jones, Chronicles and countless video games. The long-awaited fifth Indiana Jones, out July 29, 2022, starring Ford, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Mads Mikkelsen, Thomas Kretschmann, and Boyd Holbrook, is currently in production in London. Did you know that only over 30 Bill Wolves were supplies for the Indiana Jones franchise, ranging from just six feet to 16? feet in length. And this is the only Indiana Jones to be nominated for Best Picture Oscar. It also contains Alfred Molina's very first credited screen role. His first day scene on his first day of filming involved being covered with live tarantulas. Speaking of Spielberg films, rawr! Friday marks 28 years since the sci- his sci-fi adventure 
film Jurassic Park, adapted from Michael Critchin's novel, roared into theaters. Starring Sam Neill, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, Richard Attenberger, Bob Peck, Samuel Jackson, Joseph Marzello, and Wayne Knight, the Juno Lambert 1993 release, the very first installment in the Jurassic Park Evolution line, doesn't even need a recap. Unearthing over 914 million fossils worldwide in its original run, the highest grossing film ever at the time, a record held until 1997's Titanic set sail, it it stomped away with tons of awards, including three Academy Awards for its achievements in sound design and visual effects. It's considered a landmark in the development of CG imagery and animatronics visual effects. It became the 17th film to surpass 1 billion following its 3D re-release in 2013 to celebrate its 20th parking opening anniversary. Commercially success- its commercially successful sequels are 1997's The Lost World Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park 3 in 2001, Jurassic World in 2015, and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom in 2018. In exactly one year from tomorrow, on June 10, 2022, the final installment in the Jurassic World trilogy arc, Jurassic World Dominion, opened. Now, as I said earlier in the show, today happens to be Johnny Depp's birthday. The actor, who's 57 today, has been in innumerable famous roles, including the 21 Jump Street TV series, to Pirates of the Caribbean's Captain Jack Sparrow, to Sweeney Todd, Willy Wonka, Edward Scissorhand, his first of many collaborations with Tim Burton, to name just a few. In his honor, major Johnny Depp fan Cassie Laughlin of Hyannis has requested I talk about his November 19, 1999 horror release, Sleepy Hollow. Also starring the talents of Miranda Richardson, Christina Ricci, Michael Gambon, and Jeffrey Jones. Directed by Byrne, the film, which was very loosely based on the infamous 1820 short story, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow by Washington Irving, centers on police constable Ichabod, who is sent from New York City to investigate decapitations of three people, the culprit being the legendary Headless Horseman. It spooked up $206 million worldwide and took home the Academy Award for Best Art Direction. Now, Depp has a new movie out on DVD this week. The crime film City Flies, also starring Rockman, Dunbar, and Neil Brown Jr. In 1997, LAPD detective Russell Pohl investigated a case of an undercover cop uh, killing another one, which draws him into the Tupac Smalls, Tupac Shakir and Biggie Smalls deaths. Big news campaign fans, ComingSoon.net just announced that Peter and Bobby Farley are producing a sequel to their 1996 bowling comedy, King King, which starred the talents of Bill Murray, Woody Harrelson, and Randy Quaid. The website stated the film, which is reportedly in active development at Village Roadshow Pictures, 
has no information regarding the plot, setting, or time period, all of which are still said to be getting worked out. Because of this, it's unknown if the Farley brothers will return to direct or have much of a hand in the making of the film. And because of the lack of script, it's no cast is officially attached to the film as well. While the original Kingpin had a huge cast of stars, it's actually unknown if many will return. Stranger Things fans rejoice. While there's still very little details on the fourth season of the Netflix hit or even a release date, except that it'll be out in 2022, possibly, the Verge.com announced today Netflix revealed a few interesting projects to help fans deal with the wait. For starters, there's a crossover with Magic the Gathering, which will see Eleven and other characters from the show featured in the game as part of a secret lair drop. It's expected to happen later this year. And as for those looking for more stories, there will also be a six-part audio drama podcast called Surviving Hawkins, which is described as a prequel. It stars Maya Hawk as Robin and will debut on June 29th. As for the show itself, Netflix did introduce a handful of new characters for season four, including one played by Amy Beth McNulty, best known for starring in Anne with an E. She's joined by fellow newcomers Miles Truitt, Regina Tang Chung, and Grace Van Dien. And finally, tomorrow marks the final episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. So sad. Alas, I am sorry to say that today NBC Universal brought the TV sh- series X down on Zoe's extraordinary playlist. The show do- joins Debris, Connecting, and World of Dance as NBC shows that have been canned this year. However, there might be hope for the season t- show. E-Online Dot com reported today there were talks of moving the show to Peacock, the Hollywood Reporter says those talks have ended and Zoe won't be singing her songs for NBC Universal much longer. The good news is Lionsgate, who produces the show, is shocking it elsewhere. That's all for today's news, folks. Until next time, see you at the movies. Bye.